I'm Steve Wakeland here at St. James. I'm one of the Sunday school teachers. And I want to welcome you again. This time it's to our second virtual Sunday school class here at the Fellowship Hall at St. James United Methodist Church in Lawrence. As I said last week, I'm going to try and conduct our Sunday school class as we usually have done in the past, starting with announcements, <clears throat> prayer, and then the study of our material. Our first announcement for today is I just want to let you all know that I wish all of our church mothers a happy Mother's Day. What a wonderful day it is to be able to see in person or talk with our mothers on the telephone. Uh, for those of our mothers like myself, whose mothers are with the Lord, we know that they are in the presence of our Father in heaven. And today, <clears throat> as many other days, are joining with the other heavenly angels, praising our Lord in this beautiful day. Those memories we have of our experiences with our mothers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers is something that will be us with us forever. I remember all the great memories of my mother. Of course, I remember, too, when she used to whoop me, but I probably deserved that. So. But anyway, happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers. Now, we're still doing our virtual Sunday school, church and Bible studies via the Internet. We hope in the near future uh, to hear this coming week uh, if there's any new guidelines put out by the church. But... Uh, if you've not visited our new updated website with Kevin, he's put it online, which is very easy to follow. Uh, so I'm going to ask Kevin at this time, is there any special words of wisdom he has? Hey, thanks, Steve. So, yeah, um, so you, just a reminder, kind of following up on what Steve said, if you go right now to www.st. James U M C Lawrence dot O R G that S T J A M E S U M C L A U R E N S dot O R G and uh, you'll see the load the 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 home page of our of our uh, website load uh, and there's a couple of some information there that you can look on uh, but uh, to get to these videos if you click on the gallery which is at the top of the page uh, the navigation at the top of the page and there's a couple of other buttons that's out there on the page that'll take you over there but once you get into the gallery uh, you'll see at the top of the page if you go there right now you will see this live video playing so we have the live feed set up on the website so you don't have to come into, uh, into Facebook to watch these videos live you can go directly to that gallery page and you can watch those videos there live as well but if you scroll down past the live video feed you also see all the past video libraries that we've been doing since we've been under quarantine uh, quarantine orders uh, so you'll see all those there so you can go back and view them at your pleasure uh, we plan to continue doing this uh, after all this is all said and done and everything's back to normal we continue to to keep this uh, virtual ministry going because that, as we've been looking at our numbers Man, we've been having some pretty cool numbers coming through the virtual stream and people from all over the world. So the one thing, the one good thing COVID has done for us is it's given the opportunity to reach people that we have never been able to reach before uh, and to bring people into our, in our, into our ministry and to just be able to, to worship. Uh, so that's been a really cool deal there. 
Um, so be sure you, the, the important thing is, is that to, go to, to go to the website as you want to. Of course, our Facebook page is still available at uh, facebook.com forward slash stjamesumclawrence. UMC Lawrence, I'm sorry. Uh, there's links to that on, on our website as well. Uh, so be sure to tell your friends and family about it, especially to those that might not be uh, very tech savvy because a lot of people think that websites are easier to use than Facebook is. And that is true because there's a lot of garbage on Facebook that can get in your way as you're, um, as you're scrolling through in our, in our, in our website focuses just on our stuff. Uh, but be sure that you tell your friends and families and invite people to go check out the webpage so they can see what we're doing. And there's going to be more content to come on that. This, we kind of kind of threw this together for us very quickly uh, as, the, uh, as the, the, the COVID situation started up to where we could have a place where, where more people could get to. Uh, so that's that. So one other thing too, if you don't mind, Steve, I want to announce. I don't want to. I don't want to hijack your Sunday school here. No, that's what we're <laughs> but, here for. But uh, but one other thing I want to announce is pretty cool, and I'm excited about. So most, a lot of people in our congregation has iPhones, right? And John has a John, our pastor has an iPhone. I see him with it. And there's a lot of people in our congregation that do have iPhones. And in your iPhone, if you have an iPhone, if you have an, uh, open your iPhone up, look for the application called Podcasts. All right, it's Apple Podcasts is already baked directly into your iPhone. You don't have to do anything special. And when you open up podcasts, there's going to be a place in there where you can search. And if you type in St. James United Methodist Church Lawrence, our uh, our podcast feed will open up inside of Apple Podcasts. So we've been approved to be a... a, uh, a um, a podcast uh, member for for the Apple Apple Podcast community, so that that gives us another outreach to a lot of people. And the neat thing about that, if you subscribe to that podcast uh, inside of Apple Apple iTunes or Apple Podcast, rather, uh, you'll get the notification every time we upload a video, and then you can da- or a, not a video; it's all going to come through an audio format. But uh, whenever a new episode is available, it'll notify you, and you can download it directly to your phone and listen to it at your leisure. And if you're not using podcast, another uh, or, or you're not an Apple user, you're an Android user, uh, you can also da- you can download an app called uh, a free application called Castbox. It's pretty much Apple's, you know. It's just like the Apple Podcast Manager. Uh, and just, again, just make that search for St. James UMC Lawrence once you get it installed. And, uh, and then, then you can just you can download uh, the, the episodes as they come available and also notify you when they become available too. So a lot of cool things happening there on the virtual front for our, for our ministry. So I hope a lot of people take advantage of that. But the important thing is to share this information with people so they know about it and they can go out and, um, they can go out and, and, and listen on their, on their own accord. Okay, that's all I got. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, uh, Kevin. Pastor John, you got any special words of wisdom today? Or are you going to wait? I'll wait because you got to do your Sunday school. Okay. I'll wait for the, um, the 11 o'clock service. So stay tuned <laughs> to 11 o'clock, folks. Well, I do want to state that I've learned a lot from our as Sunday service, but I've learned a lot from our Wednesday Bible study of the Revelation. I understand more of what the Word says about our present church, age, the rapture, in the seven years tribulation and Jesus returning, I just want to publicly tell Pastor John I really appreciate study each week, and it's really been great. For all of you who haven't listened, go back, get the recording, and catch up. Um, <clears throat> as I said earlier, we hope to be meeting soon our Family Life Center of the church. Last Thursday, Wayne and I went over and put some chairs out in groups of two and three and four, six feet apart in groups, 
Uh, we placed about 60 chairs spacing about six foot apart in various areas. It's looking pretty good. As far as other announcements, uh, the um, Baptist Center still needs food. I neglected to go by there. I try to get next week, let us know what foods they need for the month of May and June. Uh, the Memorial Home still needs items. You can bring them by or get a hold of us, and we'll come collect them if we need to. Family Promise might begin soon. Uh, they're going to use First Methodist Church as their static site. In other words, instead of rotating back and forth to churches, they're just the families, if they have some, will stay at First Methodist. And each church involved would only need to volunteer three days a month, which is pretty good instead of once every 13 weeks. Training also is being conducted via the, via the Internet. So visit their Facebook page. If you have any questions, you can call myself or Carolyn Vines, and we'll assist you when we can. Hey, Steve, can I make one more, one more yeah, announcement? Sure, I apologize. Something that's I'm, what announcements <laughs> are for. Everybody in this class that's out here today can call. So, something that I, that I failed to mention and I wanted to this morning, just to let you know that if you are on the Facebook page, you can interact with Steve or, or even John uh, as he's preaching. Um, so if you have a question for Steve about the content that he's sharing, be sure to post it down in the comment section at the bottom of the video when you're, when you're watching it, watching it on, on the Facebook page. Unfortunately, you can't do that on the website. You have to be on the uh, Facebook page to do that, but post a question, and then then I can ask I can ask Steve on your behalf if you have have anything anything you want to ask about what he's sharing. That's all. Thanks. As far as any other announcements, I just remind y'all uh, not to forget to vote this coming June the ninth. We have our primary elections here in Lawrence County. You can do it by absentee ballot. You can request your ballot from the election commission or on the voters' day. Go to your local precinct and vote. As far as prayer requests are concerned, there's many, many prayer requests, but right now all I've got listed here, and I know John will have some later, but let's keep, uh, we're glad that Charlie Short's recuperating fine. We're glad that Virginia Bonner's doing better. David is being her nurse this week and uh, received a call from Carolyn Cook. She asked that we keep her and her family in our prayers. If there's nothing else, I'm going to go ahead and open our class like I always do with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you and praise you for the many blessings you have given us as individuals and as this church. We know that when Jesus knocks on the door, all we have to do is open it and he will enter our lives. On this Mother's Day, we want to thank you for giving our mothers the gift of birth which has given us the opportunity to grow and know what a wonderful life you have given us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity and strength to also serve others, just as you have served us. May you open our eyes and ears this morning to your word, which we so greatly need each day. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, today, we're going to continue in our Bible study using the spring 2020 uh, lesson book as we did last week today we're going to be on uh, page 83 which is uh, lesson number 11 for those that don't have your study guide or a lesson book uh, the scripture we're going to be using this week is uh, out of Genesis 3 and 4 now I've got my chart I used to put the chart on the left but the way we're set up here today I had to put the chart on my my right so I could see it so I wouldn't have to turn around 
On our previous lessons last Sunday, y'all remember that we're able to hear, we ended at the end of the Bible with the study of John's divine divit, John's, I get, to, I get my words turned around, John's divine vision of God's purpose fulfilled in the new Jerusalem, because we know he saw a new world, a new heaven, a new earth. Well, today's lesson, we're going to go back to the beginning of the Bible. We're going to be studying Genesis 2, 3, and 4, where life began in the garden. We all know the story of Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel, but today's author that wrote our Sunday School material, I think what's happened, he's trying to create in our lesson uh, a question is, what really happened when we discover something new in the stories we thought we all knew? Um, what I mean by that is, whenever I read scriptures, I often say after reading a verse or a chapter, I did never know that. You know, I may have read it before, but then I never knew that. Or, as I read it, I listen to what the words are saying and what the Spirit says, and I have the question or the statement, I never really thought of it that way. Well, today's lesson from the way it's presented by the author, is really showing grace that God extended to Adam and Eve and to Cain after their great transgression. When you think about it, and you read about it in chapter 3 and 4 of Genesis, it records how humanity really messed things up. Uh, but also on the worst day of their lives, Adam and Eve and Cain, uh, we discover that God still cared about them. You know, in our lives, sometimes we mess up. I mess up a lot. But when we go to the Lord and ask for forgiveness, and there's so many wonders, it's just hard to explain. Now, I want to read a, a, a verse out of uh, Psalm, Psalm 145, verse 8, which kind of tells us, well, it doesn't kind of tell us, it just says who, who God is, and how important it is, it's really the song of God's majesty and love. In Psalm 45, verse 8 and 9, it reads, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are all over all his works. Now, on the chart here I have to my right, uh, you're just going to have to ad-lib this. I know John and, and Kevin and I can read it, but so just use your imaginations. What I've done on this chart, I put two columns showing God's grace. On the left side, I put Adam and Eve, and on the right side, I put Canaan. Uh, now, both of these, I'm going to compare them a little bit, but these stories really are separate in themselves. There are some similarities but there's some different things. Let's take a look at the chart I got here. On the left, I've got Adam and Eve. What did Adam and Eve do to cause them to be punished? Well, we talked about this last week, and we read it. In Genesis 3, chap, excuse me, in Genesis 3, verse 6, I'm just going to read and remind us what they did. In uh, 3, 6, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food 
and that it was pleasant to the eye, and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. <clears throat> she also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covered. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm reading from my uh, New King James Version for those I, I forgot to mention earlier. Now, they ate from that tree. Now, what happened? Uh, we know further on in Genesis <clears throat> 3, 14, 16, and 17, that God pronounced upon the serpent that he be cursed. In verse 16, his punishment to Eve is explained, which he stated, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth childbirth, which we all know is still true today. Uh, in verse 17, God told Adam, he said, and then to Adam he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat, quote, Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat from it all the days of your life. So <clears throat> he cursed the serpent and punished both Adam and Eve. But also we know he threw him out of the garden also. Now with Cain, what did Cain do? Well, we know as we read Genesis 4, 8. In Genesis 4, 8 it says, now we know what happened prior to 4.8 because <clears throat> they took their offering, their worship to the Lord, and Abel gave him a, the first of his uh, stock, but Cain didn't give the best he did, and the Lord scolded him, and Cain became angry. So later in, as I'm getting ready to read 4.8, now Cain talked with his brother Abel, and it came to pass when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against his brother and killed him. So what did Cain do? He killed his brother. God pronounced Cain, then he's going to be a nomad. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, in verse 410, God asked him, what have you done? The voice of the brother cries out to me from the ground. <clears throat> Excuse me. So now the Lord says, So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive, a fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on earth. So what's happened here? <clears throat> Cain. He's going to be a nomad. He's going to have to wander the world to try the food, try to get food. Uh, God has pronounced him that he's going to be an unsuccessful farmer. Now, remember what, we, what I just read. Well, I, I think I didn't just read all of it, but in Genesis 3.17, I read that cursed is the ground that you're going to be on. Uh, the Lord in reference to Adam, he cursed the fertile land, but he did not necessarily curse Adam himself. God cursed the land. Uh, Adam's still going to be able to 
farm. He's still going to be able to grow top crops, but he's going to have to deal with a lot of weeds and thistles, just like we do today. We still have to, we can grow our tomatoes and, and our corn stuff, but still got to pull those weeds. And it's interesting to know here that <clears throat> from today's reading that his son Cain, Cain was cursed, and that curse came from the ground. So the land that Cain would farm wouldn't yield him anything. Uh, but Cain then would become a nomad. In other words, no matter how hard he tried, no matter how many seeds he planted, nothing was going to come up out of the ground. Now, God's original gift he gave Adam was to place him in the garden. We know that, as we read last week, uh, that the Lord took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend it and keep it. God supplied Adam with all he needed. All he had to do was tend it and keep it. This, is, this shows us that Adam was a farmer. Cain was also a farmer, tilled the ground. And Abel, which was recorded in Genesis 4, was the shepherd. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. And today's lessons bring these, what today's lessons are doing is bringing these two stories together as an example of God's grace. Some say these aren't the same. Take a look at the chart. All Adam and Eve did is they violated God's rule. Don't eat from that particular tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But Cain, he became a murderer. He killed his brother. How can they be the same? Well, they are the same in some respects, but Cain killed his brother. So this is the first story of murder in the Bible. As we look more in depth at this, we see that even though they both violated God's rules and wanted to become a murderer, uh, God gave them his grace and his protection. If we take a look at, back up to Genesis 3, 21, um, usually I'd have someone read this. I'd have Brenda read it or uh, Anna Faye. <clears throat> but I'm going to read here. In 321, it says, uh, after God confronted them, Adam and Eve, and gave them his, uh, their punishment. <clears throat> he says in 21, Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skins and clothed them. And then, of course, we know he threw them out of the garden. But here it shows that God showed mercy and grace to Adam and to Eve. He punished them and then expelled them from the garden, but he did something more. The Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. He gave them new clothes. So the question is, and I know there's a lot of commentaries we can read about it, but the question was brought out in today's lesson is, why did God decide they needed to have new clothes? Was it because they were headed out of the garden and needed something sturdier than the fig leaves? Were the animal skins symbolic? Um, that's probably another lesson all itself, but it just shows us that even in Adam and Eve's disobedience, that God showed mercy and grace. The skins were a gift from God to help protect them from the elements as they were vanished, thrown out of the garden, but God's grace did not vanish. They were punished, 
but God's grace still stayed with them. Now we move ahead to Cain. <coughs> I'm sorry, excuse me. We read that in Genesis 4, we're going to read about the sentencing phase of Cain, which starts in 4.9. If we take a look at 4.9, God again shows his mercy and grace. In 4.9, God's the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel your brother? And Cain said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Let me stop right there. You know, God asked him, where's your brother? You know, and Cain answered him kind of arrogantly, you know, plus he outright lied. God knew what happened, just like in our lives. God knows when we sin or do something wrong. <clears throat> but Cain throws a question back to God and says, am I my brother's keeper? You know, Cain, as I mentioned, he's pretty arrogant, at least it sounds that way. And he sure didn't humble himself towards God. <clears throat> this just shows us that the devil got a hold of Cain, and here it shows how he became the first murderer and a liar. Remember back in 4.6, and I'm going to read this. After God rejected his offering... Cain became very angry and upset. But look what the scripture says in 4, 6, and 7. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and it's desire for you, but you should rule over it. You know, it's like that roaring lion standing at the door waiting to devour us. <clears throat> I'm going to continue on here in verse 4, which is part of our lesson, 410, uh, which I just read, but it, it goes on to say, and I'm going to read it again. He says, what have you done? The voice of your brother cries out for me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield strength to you. You'll be a fugitive and vagabond on the earth. Adam and Eve didn't complain, nor did the serpent complain when God handed down his judgment. But here we see that Cain, even in God's judgment, he's all upset with the Lord because of what the Lord's doing to him. Because in, it continues on in verse 13, And Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive, a vagabond on earth. And it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. You know, I don't know how many people have ever been to court. One thing you don't do, stand in front of the judge and say, you know, I don't like what you told me. In this particular case, that's exactly what Cain's saying. He said, my punishment is more I can bear. I won't be able to take this. You know, Cain was, Cain was now realizing the severity of his curse. He's going to be, <clears throat> the soil's going to be fruitless for him. He's going to be hidden from God's face. He's going to have a life of wandering, being a nomad. And now he's worried about someone killing him. He's vulnerable. 
Now, who's going to kill him? Could be his mom, could be his dad, <clears throat> other relatives. What's important here is see that God again shows grace because God goes on and says to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. The Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone find him should kill him. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I got my <clears throat> drainage here. One second. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, after committing the first murder, Cain was granted not leniency, but protection. We don't know what the mark was on Canaan. Uh, there's lots of theories, discussions. We just don't know because Scripture does not tell us what that mark is. We do know it's some type of protective mark. Like his parents, here in the chart, Cain was shown grace, but also given protection before he entered this new life. You know, things have been a lot better if Adam and Eve and Cain had done the right thing in the right time, quit making the wrong stupid choices like we do sometimes. Now, these consequences that these two individuals or the three individuals did, uh, they had to live with their actions. Our lesson material pointed out something today, and I want to read part of it on page 89 at the bottom, <clears throat> which really pertains to us today. The author writes, sometimes we feel helpless too. When the consequences of our actions bring destruction to our lives, we are consumed with fear and think of how lost our future seems to be. Although Cain was no doubt sad and lonely, he was safe from violent acts. The grace of God that cares for us when we have sinned is amazing. God is just, but in administering, administrating justice, God still loves us and cares for us. Like I talked to the men sometimes was at the jail, you know, you've got consequences for your actions. But God still loves you. And you can still turn your life around. And we know that today's story is predated to the story of Jesus' atonement. But our redemption as Christ is found in the mercy of God, which is evident in these early verses. Uh, it's said, <clears throat> I'm someplace in Hebrews, I didn't write the exact verses, but, you know, Abel's blood cried out for justice and retribution. But Jesus' blood shed on the cross speaks for forgiveness and reconciliation. I get a little emotional here because I've got something I want to say that uh, really affects us all. A lot of times, and I mention this all the time to all of you in Sunday school, when I do my lessons, I'll listen to some hymns or soft music when I'm studying. When I'm reading certain things or have certain lessons, like I told you last week, uh, there'll be many hymns and songs that just pop up. We think of certain things pop up. Uh, today I want to speak, and I've said this before, but I want to mention a song that I've mentioned before. It's called, and I'm not going to sing it, so don't worry. It's called Mercy Walked In by a man named Gordon Mote, or Mott, M-O-T-E. He's an American Christian 
country, southern gospel singer. Now, this song was written by a man named Stuart Hine, H-I-N-E. I'm not going to sing this song, but <coughs> it's about God's grace. I'm going to read it, try to keep the rhythm going here, so to speak. It starts out, and I want you to think about this many times as we stand in judgment before the God or if we go to civil court, whether it's magistrate court or supreme court or whatever court it is. It starts out, it says, <clears throat> I stood in the courtroom, the judge turned my way. It looks like you're guilty, now what do you say? I spoke up, Your Honor, I have no defense. But that's when mercy walked in. And the chorus goes on and says, Mercy walked in and pleaded my case, called to the stand, God's saving grace. The blood was presented that covered my sin, forgiven when mercy walked in. Praise the Lord. That's what this is all about. That's what God did to Adam and Eve and us. The song goes on, second verse. I stood there and wondered how could this be that someone so guilty had just been set free. My chains were broken. I felt born again the moment that word mercy walked in. The blood was presented that covered my sin when mercy walked in. That's what this is all about, class. Uh, no matter what we've done, whether we ate of the fruit, whether we killed our brother, whether we cheated, whatever we did, God will show us his grace. Uh, let us pray. God of great God we have, we thank you for your mercy and grace. We thank you this day for your word. We pray and ask for your guidance that we too will extend grace and love to others the way you have shown grace to us. Please watch over those who are still sick and not able to be with us today and continue to show others this week what you have done in our lives. And we say this in Jesus' name, amen. I do want to take just a minute here um, <clears throat> to remind you to go ahead and relax, go get another cup of coffee. Make sure you rejoin us at a, uh, 11 a.m. when Pastor John presents our Sunday service via our website or Facebook. And uh, may God just continue to bless you and your families, and we'll see you all here next week. Thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs>